Welcome in to DTC. It's the second show in six days. That must only mean one thing. Football is back. The most important sport in America. And the Washington football team kicks off on Thursday, like 7.30, I want to say, uh, against New England Patriots. FP, thanks for joining. I know this is something that you've been waiting to get into for quite a while, probably since, what, uh, the playoff loss in January. Let's kick off the show with uh, tell me a few things that you're looking forward to um, during, during the, for this first preseason game. So what I'm actually really curious about is how Ron Rivera is going to sort of trot out our starters and how much playing time they they're get. Not. It's gonna be he zero. said they're going to play. No, no. He said they're going to play. A series? That, that's, that's literally the question that I have. I want to see how much they're going to play. Uh, if it is going to be a series or a quarter or, or something like that, um, I want to see who he hides. I feel like we're not going to see Terry McLaurin. I feel like we're not going to see Deami Brown. Um, I think we'll see Deami. I don't think we'll see McLaurin. We're definitely not going to see Curtis Samuel. We're probably not going to see Landon Collins. Um, yeah, I don't I, know. I don't know how many how many starters we're going to see. I mean, are we going to see uh, Fitz? You would assume, like, I would assume Ron wants at least one series with Fitz at game speed to sort of just see the command that he has on the offense. Okay, you're probably not going to see Antonio Gibson. Probably not, no. On the offensive line, uh, you'll see Cosby, I'm sure, at right tackle. Um, Leno, I'm not sure if you'll you'll see him or not. I, I mean... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think even after we drafted Terry McLaurin, we essentially kind of hid him in preseason because the team knew what they had in him and they wanted to sort of hide him. And I feel from what I've seen on all the training camp reports, it's it's kind of going that way with Brown, which is fantastic to see that we essentially got another stud wide receiver. Um well, there's, there's no point in hiding him. I mean, he's not going to get cut, so you're not trying to sneak him onto, like, a practice squad or something like that. No, it's it's more hiding him and his ability, right? Because you don't want – who's our season opener, the Rams? You don't want them to see what we it's have the Rams, right out the It's the gate. Chargers. Chargers. LA well, team. Same, same, same thing. Same city, different team. Absolutely different team. Um, the Chargers are going to be fun to see because uh, – um, I don't know. I, I kind of like the quarterback there. I may even like him a little bit more than Chase, but uh, more I think than the verdict's Chase? still out on that. Well, I just think that the, the position is just so much more important. You can get pretty good, you know, offensive or outside linebacker play. See Ryan Kerrigan. See, there's a bunch of them that are still kind of out there, but quarterback. I mean, that's a generational player. There's only so right, many but, of them, but and it's, it looks like they've gotten their quarterback. The way it's going right now, Chase is, is impact player, same level as Donald, or has the ability to be same impact player, and you're talking about a player that could easily be defensive player of the year. I don't think the Chargers quarterback, what's his name? I'm, I'm blanking on his name. I'm really I, I, blanking on it. Uh, I just had it on the <laughs> tongue. I don't think he's going to be Justin Herbert. 
Justin Herbert is going to be offensive player of the year. You no, know what I mean? But he doesn't need to be offensive player of the year. If he, I mean, if he's a serviceable quarterback who's, you know, top 10, top 15 in the league, that's, I mean, we, we've never had that. It's been since, I don't even remember, uh, but we, we haven't, we haven't had a quarterback in this town in quite some time. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes through sophomore slump, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, so if we go back to the line, who's going to be playing on uh, on uh, Thursday? Wes Schweitzer at left guard, Chase Roulier, Brandon Sheriff. Sheriff's probably not playing. Uh, I can see Sadiq Charles um, there in, at right guard, which I know he's learning both the guard and the tackle position. And then Cosme, of course, I, I think he'll be there. On the tight end side, I see Logan Thomas as first team, um, Hemingway second, John Bates third. Uh, so there's that. Uh, I do want to see, uh, what's his name? Reyes. Yeah, Samus, yeah. Samus Reyes. I mean, I think for all accounts in training camp, he's had a, a rough start. Uh, still learning the game, still learning. You know, there's a lot to learn in football and just being super athletic is not really going to get you there. So I do want to see kind of his progression, kind of where he's at. Then at, at wide receiver, you always have McLaurin, which I don't think he's playing. Adam Humphrey, Steven Sims Jr., who's having a terrific camp. DeAndre Carter, Antonio Gandy-Golden, Gandy I'd like to see him. And, and then, then at running back, Cam you've Sims, got right? Gibson, McKissick. I'm not sure either of them play. Peyton, it's, it'll be a Peyton Barber, Jonathan Williams show. But it'll be interesting to see kind of what the game plan is for preseason, right? Because now there's only three preseason games. Which one is going to be the dress rehearsal? Is that going to be preseason number two, game number two now? With the third preseason being uh, last cuts kind of thing? But third third preseason, there's there's a two-week break between third preseason, pre-season and, and week one, right? Is there a two-week break? So I think, I think it's a two-week break. So I would assume preseason three is your dress rehearsal, your starters playing a half type situation. Yeah, I mean, it's a wild season, right? This is something we haven't seen before, 17 games. Yeah, n- nobody knows. Um, I, you know what? Um, my prediction for preseason, let's put it this way, at least on the offensive side, I think we see a lot of Lamar Miller. think so i mean he's a he's a veteran yeah, uh, he's probably on the, I think on the outs looking in to be honest i think peyton barber no mckissick you think Gibson over no i think three i think lamar miller from from what i've seen in training camp uh discussions he's sort of the 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 trusted vet and he'll be the one to get at least in preseason he'll be the one to get the the cowbell runs because you know what you have in McKissick, you know what you have in AG. Peyton Barber, he's kind of a utility back more so than Lamar Miller, who's your three down back. Um, I, I think we see a lot of him. And I think if he impresses, he's going to be sort of that surprise roster move. Uh, I don't know if I'd call him a surprise. I mean, third run, he, at best, he's the third running back on the team. 
Um, so I don't know if that's really a surprise. Who cares about that third running back? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and then if we look at the defensive side, um, starting team would be Chase Young, Deron Payne, John Allen, Montez Sweat, Cole Holcomb, Jamin Davis, John Bostic, Fuller, William Jackson, Landon Collins, Cam Curl. It'll be interesting to see where Cam Curl is, right? He's listed as the starting free safety. We signed Bobby McCain in the offseason from Miami, um, who was a starter in Miami. And now he's, you know, competing for that, really the, the second the second spot there at free safety. So the question really is, is Cam Curl going to be a serviceable free safety? We saw him do great last year at strong safety. And, of course, I know this the system, it doesn't really matter, this and that who's at free and who's at strong, but can he work next to Landon Collins? I think is going to be a big question mark coming into the season. Right. And I, I think one of your roster moves, I, like I would assume Bobby McCain would get a spot over like a Troy Apke, which I don't think he sticks around much longer for us. I don't even think Troy Apke's uh, he's on still the radar. There. I mean, he's still on the that, team. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, there's no way you're letting a Bobby McCain walk, right? Right, it, but if it, you have if you if have Landon Collins as your free safety, and then you technically have Troy Apke listed as your second string free safety, that's not going to stand. Because right now you have Bobby McCain as your nickelback, right, like your your third nickelback or something like that. Um, again, this is all. Looking at the depth is, chart now, and I think Ron's effing with us because he's got Troy Apke listed as a cornerback. No, I see him listed as a free safety. What are you looking at? I'm looking at the Washington football team official screenshot of the uh, of the depth chart from the PR uh, staff. Maybe maybe I'm looking at the, the anticipated roster then. Yeah. I'm I mean the the bigger question is gonna be who are who's gonna be our rotating edge players when Chase and Sweat need a break, right? So you have Tony Shaka. He's the new guy. Um, Smith-Williams. Yeah, David Bada. Um, Casey Tuhill. All those guys, to me, are kind of garbage, right? At least very, very low on the radar. So then what do you do that, like... Who do you trust when Chase needs to come out or when when Sweat needs to come out? I mean, I ideally, you, I it'll go, never happen. No, it'll be, it's going to happen, right? But I think you go like the extra linebacker or, you know, bring in a, someone like a Jamie Reeves kind of on a blitz or whatever it is. Um, I think you make up for it with, with other positions. But, yeah, I mean, that's clearly a weakness in our depth right there. We've got a two awesome these defensive ends right right and no backup there i mean kerrigan was the guy man yeah i mean he he was the one that made you kind of glance over the weakness of your defensive end depth um so that'll be i mean that's something that we have to look out for essentially in preseason is to see who does ron trust more right who does um yeah, so so that another reason why like the Chase Youngs and Montez Sweats aren't going to play this week, I can pretty much guarantee you that, right? If you're already thin at that position, there's absolutely no reason to play them. 
Oh, for sure. And then, I mean, I, I would trust JDR and in, in, in his analysis of who's who's good enough to, to be a, a rotational uh, end to, to give those guys a break. Yeah, um, and, and, and Kaliki Hudson played in that role a little bit last year. And he actually sh- showed a little bit of flash. Um, yeah, that's true. So... I will say so. So then, just kind of sticking on defense, it'll be interesting to see if Jamin Davis live, is, lives up to the hype that we've been hearing, and then uh, our boy Cole Holcomb, Swole Holcomb. A lot of people are out there saying that uh, this is the year that he kind of really breaks out, and people start noticing him more, uh, which would be fantastic if if he kind of. The, if the game slowed down enough where he can become a, a breakout linebacker. Yeah, I mean, Jamin Davis's his physical attributes are off the charts. How fast he is, how strong he is, all those types of things. It'll be good to see him and John Bostic, I think, who's got probably, I wouldn't want to say, one of the most football-minded, intelligent people on that defense. Absolutely, who's yeah. Who's just been there in the right spot at the right time. Um just a bigger, bigger guy who's had success in the league. So I think that'll. I'm not worried about this defense at all. I mean, sure, defensive end we've got a little bit of depth issues there, but outside of that, I mean, Benjamin St. Juice apparently doing phenomenal things. You still got Jimmy Moreland back there. I mean, if you look at kind of the depth chart, you know, Danny Johnson, Greg Stroman, those are guys who've guys who've played lots of minutes for us over the past two years, and now they're they're really all on the outside kind of looking in. Uh, I'm not I'm not worried about the, the defense. No, and then for, for all those players, just kind of having the full offseason, the full training camp, a full preseason, and it just being the second year in JDR's defense, you would assume that overall everyone is just that much more comfortable in what's being asked of them. So like the prediction is like, we should not be worse than a top five defense from now. I think that's a realistic prediction. It's a realistic prediction until we see if it's tragic, right? And he's tur- if he's turning the ball over four times a game, that's a lot of pressure on that defense. And there's I, you know, I'm, I'm telling short you, fields man. And, and all that kind of stuff, fumbles, He's our, our never had he's never had the weapons that he has on this team. I keep hearing that, and and it's partially true, but he's also had 18 opportunities in NFL and never solidified himself as a starter. No, but he solidified he's solidified himself. Team. He solidified himself as a serviceable quarterback, which is what we've had for the past two and a half years, right? Three I would and a half. not call what we had serviceable. I mean, Alex pre-injury, sure, serviceable. Yeah, okay, Alex let's... post-injury, not serviceable. Dwayne Haskins, not serviceable. Uh, who else did we have? We had um, what's the, the dude, Mark Sanchez, not serviceable. Uh, it's the other dude that just got signed. All right, so so even if you bring in Fitz Tragic and he throws four picks a game, it doesn't happen every game. And you have to assume with this caliber of a defense let's go ahead and say that two of those interceptions result in no points right 
one of them maybe results in a field goal, right? Like, I don't think this team is so bad that we can't recover from a Fitz tragic. And he's never been on a team like that before. I mean, the closest, the closest whole team competitive team that he was on would have been Miami last year. And if it wasn't for politics, he probably would have played the entire season and they probably would have still ended where they ended. Right. So, I mean, you have legitimately three wide receivers that are fantastic at route running and 50, 50 balls and, and making magic out of nothing. And then you add in the comfort of Adam Humphreys, right? And then you add in our utility backs, and then you add in Gibson, and you add in Logan Thomas. I mean, he has so many options on that field. He almost doesn't need to be Fitz Tragic, right? He can go from Fitz Magic to check down Charlie, which he's never sort of had that luxury before. I think that's exactly what Ron does not want is check down Charlie. He's I think you that. take you you want check down Charlie over Fitz Tragic. If you if you tell me that your the the version of Ryan Fitzpatrick that we see is Fitz Magic one week and then check down Charlie the next week, that's a that's a twelve win team right there. That's possible, but good transition to what I really want to see um, on Thursday is I want to see what my boy Heineke looks like. Was it a fluke in Tampa? Can he run a team with, you know, even backups, even if it's second string players against, you know, second string defense? I want to see what he looks like. It, I know the game plan is going to be vanilla and probably a lot of running, but I do want to see, you know, how does he manage the game? How does he get the team in and out of the huddle? How does he do all those little things? Does he yeah. have? And if if the overall the, pace the is elevated. Yeah. Right. Right. Is he, you know, throwing in, throwing an eight-yard pass on a third and nine? Some of those things that we we saw, you know, repeatedly last year with like Haskins and some of the bad things that we've seen. You know, does he have any of those traits, or is he literally a baller like we saw in Tampa? Yeah, I mean that'll be very interesting to see. Um, and and the fun part of that is the. It, and it sounds so weird to say this, the depth on the offensive side, the guys that he's going to be throwing to are all capable of being like game time players on when, when the real season kicks off, right? So he's not going to be throwing to second, third string players that we'll never see again. He'll be throwing to people that we could easily see rotated in any given Sunday. I mean, he's going to be thrown to Steven Sims a lot. He's going to be thrown to Gandy Golden. Um, do want to see what he looks like. I think he's he's got a, a tough battle ahead of him to kind of get back on the on the team with all the signings and his spot essentially being taken because of injury. Um, so I do want to see some some of those players. Well, and so we still have um, Kelvin Harmon, right? Isn't he still on the radar, right? After his injury, I think he's coming back. I think he's been impressing. Um, That's a good question. Is he back? He's back. He's back, and he's been he's been playing in training camp, and and he's been making the best of it from what I've seen. 
Um, but if he could, if he could tap into the potential that we saw of him that the year he got injured, that's huge, right? Like that's a deep, deep receiver room. Dude, this is insane. I'm looking at the the end of the roster, like fourth and fifth string guys on the team, and they all played lots of minutes last year. Isaiah Wright, Stephen Sims, Kelvin Harmon. This is insane. We're so deep. Yeah. Never said, I've never said that before. So I mean, I, I would say like all dependent on Curtis Samuel, we might have one of the best receiving cores in the NFL, which is completely different than what we could have said two years ago. Or last year, right? I mean, last year was just Terry. Yeah, it's true. I mean, outside of Terry, I mean, who, who was the starter at week one last year? Was it Steven Sims? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, the guy may not even make the team. Which, uh, imagine what Terry now can do with a gunslinger and not being the only threat on that offense. Like, how exciting. Like, leading in now, like, Scott Turner must be drooling at the possibilities and the potential of the plays that he can call now. Like, our playbook should be so much more elaborate. Yeah. 100% agree. And it'll be interesting to see kind of what the game plan is um, for Scott Turner. Not necessarily in the preseason, but in week one, right? Felt like he had a lot of hype before coming into Washington about how creative he was and, you know, how he was kind of an offensive-minded genius, all those types of things. You know, kind of a, a, a new-aged, you know, offensive coordinator. But then when he came into the season, it was – it wasn't anything flashy, right? Right, Everyone but you have to realize – movement and stuff yeah, like that in his you offense, have to realize and it wasn't really there. He had so to dumb it down. Pieces. He had to dumb it down for Haskins, which 100% – Everything they wanted to do, they had to give down, dumb down, strip down versions of those plays so Haskins could understand. And then when Haskins was out, you had to essentially simplify it for gimpy Alex Smith, right? You're not going to do crazy bootlegs and motions and, and, and eight-step drops and, and stuff like that because that's, that's not what Alex was going to thrive at coming back from his injury. But now... I mean, and that's essentially what we saw with, with Heineke, right? Like Heineke came in there against Tampa, was like, hey, I'm pretty intelligent. Hey, I'm pretty athletic. Let's open up this playbook a little bit. Let's let's pick up the pace. That's kind of the taste that we saw with the quarterback back there who was more than serviceable, right? You would assume with Fitzpatrick, it's the same thing. Definitely don't need to dumb it down for him. I mean, he's fluent in NFL language he's been he went to harvard so i don't think you're dumbing down anything for this guy right i mean harvard aside he's been on so many offenses he he understands whatever you you ask of him right and then he's for an old guy he's still pretty mobile right he still kind of has some juice in those legs yeah i'm starting to get hyped for this game um less than 48 hours away i think there's a lot of things to, to watch for um I think it was cool uh, seeing Friday Night Football or whatever they called it back at FedEx Field um, and, and kind of seeing uh, 
Ron and, and the team and, and Jason Wright really trying to win the fan base back. I think that's that's something that I hope with all this hype we kind of get to see a little bit a little bit more of. I think that's coming. I mean, I, I've seen so many stories of this person was a season ticket holder for so many years and then decided that he was out and then they're back in. Brings up a good point. Me and you have been to so many games in our lifetime. Do you have any plans to go back to FedEx Field, win or lose? Say, say the team's doing great. Would you go back to FedEx Field? For this upcoming season? I can easily see myself, if if the hype is real, buying in and, and kind of going to one of those colder uh, late season games. I don't think I'm ready to go until maybe week six or seven. And is that because of your wait and see kind of guy? A little bit of that and a little bit of FedEx still sucks, right? Parking still sucks. Game day experience still sucks. Like, I it, I just, I don't have any real motivation to go to FedEx Field. If this season were to be played in a new stadium, I'd probably be there opening day. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I can't get past how far and how horrible Landover, Maryland is. So I won't be going if the team's winning. I mean, either way, I support my team. You know, I, I buy merchandise. I buy all that stuff. Um, but unless right, but I'm covering if... the game for work and for our jobs here, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I have zero intentions to, to drive you an say hour and that, a half to FedEx Field. You say that now, but if we're sitting at home together watching the game and we see FedEx Field rocking, filled with our fans, not with other jerseys. The team is putting on a fantastic product on the field, and it kind of gives us that nostalgic feeling of our old fan base. You and I are going. We both know that we're going to be randomly halftime buying tickets to next week's game. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't count that out. <laughs> um, it, it takes me one podcast to get hyped up for this team. <laughs> So I wouldn't count that It also out. takes you one podcast to completely lose faith in everything and think that we're going to have a four-win team. So Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens on a Thursday night when we when we jump on this pod and talk about what happened in the preseason game. Yeah, you're either, either going to feel like we're in the Super Bowl or we need to blow it up. I'm, I'm always on one of the two extremes. So <laughs> that's just how I am. That's... Anyways, I am ready to watch football, finally. Uh, I think starting on Thursday, we've got football every week until uh, February. So this is really the best time of year. Fall is right around the corner. I know that's your favorite season. Yes, basic basic B, me, loves fall. Yeah, whatever. I don't really care for fall, but I do <laughs> I do love football, so I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, football and the new Wizards and the Caps. It's going to be fantastic. I'm actually really excited to see the Wizards kick off, too. That'll be our next show, probably. We'll, we'll get Joe in here to talk a little bit more, even though you talked about it last week. Um, but I think... we still got a couple months. I don't think the season starts until... Well, I don't know, it's because like of mid-October, I think. all that stuff. Late, yeah, late they, October? 
Well, they moved it up to beginning of October two years ago. I think it's back COVID to around happened. Halloween. Okay. Yeah, I think it's that's also kind of stupid. I think they should just um, do less back-to-backs and start in October at the beginning of October. More sports for longer periods of times. That's what I want. Agreed. 17 weeks of football. Awesome. Um, I would. I kind of wanted to see two buys. I think that I think that would have been cool. Just get you know to give your team another rest, and then I like bye weeks in general. Anyways, gives you a chance to watch other teams, and and to um, to kind of spread out the the games. Right. I, there's too many games at one o'clock. It's annoying. And then there's three games at four o'clock, and the three games, for the most part, suck. It's almost a lock every every week. I mean, now back. Now that we're gambling, I'm I'm probably gonna buy NFL Red Zone again this season. <laughs> uh, there wasn't really a need for it, but now that I'm I have money invested in almost every game, you do have money invested in every game for the past 15 years. Called fantasy yeah, fan- football. Fantasy football doesn't count. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you though. I think I'm I'm gonna have to get Red Zone this year as well. Oh, for sure. All right, well, let's put a bow on the show. Any uh, final parting words on the football team this Thursday? What's what's your prediction for points scored? I think by, by it's going to be. I think it's going to be a very boring, mundane first quarter and a half, uh, and then I think the the second, third string guys are going to put on a pretty good show, and our roster is deeper than the Patriots, so. 28 to 12, Washington football team. Okay. I think based on the Steelers' uh, first preseason game last week, it was boring. It was slow. It was field goals. It was mixed, missed extra points. I think preseason week one kind of goes the same way for all the teams in the NFL. I think it's going to be a low-scoring kind of, kind of a boring game. Um, but I hope not. But I, I just that's just my prediction. So. I think under 20 points scored, under 25 um, for the game. And if that's the over-under, I'm taking the under. Yeah, I'd probably do that too. All right, it's been fun. Let's uh, sync back up on Thursday after the game and uh, give everyone our thoughts. Maybe we'll go live on Podbean on Thursday. We can get some listener questions in and get some fan interaction going. Yep, sounds good. Thanks for listening. This has been DTC. I am LP, joined by FP. We are out.